بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا ما يهدي الله فلا مضل له وما يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته. You remember I mentioned earlier on that you don't feel your eyes even as you are seeing. The reason why you don't feel your eyes at all is because there's no speck in the eyes. Many other kinds of flows, you don't feel that you are wearing your belt. Why? Because the belt is holding your trousers very well. If the belt should cut or the rope should cut, then you quickly remember that you are actually fixing a belt. If a person is wearing an underwear that has elastic, elastic rubber, you don't feel that you are wearing anything. But if that elastic rubber gets cut or something happens, and then things become saggy and things are going southwards, then you begin to feel it that something is wrong. We don't feel it when it is right, but we feel it when something is going wrong. When you wear a pair of shoes and you are moving along, you can be moving freely without feeling that you are wearing shoes. But if there's a small speck inside the shoe, one of the shoes, then you get to see that after a while, your movement will start slowing down. The flow of your stride will start being affected and you get to see that you cannot go very far. You start sweating and people wonder why are you sweating. And then even your walking style will start changing. You don't walk smoothly the way you normally walk. You may even start limping, or you may start, you know, dragging your feet, or you may start walking in some awkward ways. That is so funny. It's only you that knows you have that speck. You have that little stone inside your shoe that will understand. You may not feel anything yet, but when you have been wearing it for some time, or you continue to move, then the pain gets higher, the pain gets more. And when the pain gets so much more, what's the next thing you do? You are supposed to just sit down. Stop, sit down, and remove the stone that is inside your shoe. But it is not all problems we can solve. That is the idea. It's just that everybody just finds ways around managing the problems of life and finding ways of ameliorating it, making it easier for themselves. It's like carrying a burden. It's not all burdens you can remove from your shoulders. After all, our neck is carrying our head. And we cannot remove, yes, we cannot remove the head just to make the neck to rest. <laughs> Nobody should try this at home. <laughs> Nobody should try. You know, human head is actually heavy. Have you carried it before? Human head has weight, it's heavy. If you have walked in abattoir and they ask you to lift the head of a cow or they ask you to carry the head of a ram, then you know that this is, human head is actually heavier than that one of, of a ram. I've never carried it like that before, but I'm just assuming. The same thing with the shoes that we wear. It's not all shoes that you can remove and remove the stones inside. And sometimes it is not stone per se. The shoes can be too tight. And when it's too tight, and you still have to go to wherever you are going with the shoes on, you still feel the pain all the same. 
there are many ways to go about it. One of them is the one I said, a person can just sit down. Sit down and remove the shoe and remove the stone. If you can neither remove the shoes nor the stones, but relax, sit down, let the pain go down, then you get up and you keep walking. We cannot stop in life till we reach where we are going. Sometimes a person needs to rest. Sometimes a person needs to sit. Sometimes a person needs to relax. So long as nobody is pushing you, so long as you are not pursuing something that is much more important than the rest that you require, it is important for a person to just chill, like sit down, let the pain come down, and then you keep walking again. Sometimes it becomes a pattern. When you walk again, the stone will still be in the same spot that it was, and the pain may even become more. This is where we talk about destiny. Many things are responsible for the stones in our shoes. Sometimes we played in the wrong place. Sometimes Shaitan dropped the stone inside. Sometimes many things happen, and then you get to see that there's a speck in your shoes, and then there's a problem. Why then do we feel pain? We feel pain sometimes so that all metella can jolt us back to life so that we can remember that we have to be conscious of Almighty Allah. That is why sometimes Imams are tried, they are, they are tested by distractions. Sometimes they are tested by sin that we commit by mistake. Sometimes they are tested by the reduction in the flow of what we have. And Allah says, a husband nurse, and you traku, and yakulu amanabila yuftanu. Do you think I'm going to leave you alone to just going to flow like that without giving you a test? You keep saying you believe, you believe, you have iman, you have God conscious. Do you think you just continue like that? I'm going to test you. I tested and tried those who came before you. I'm going to test your tale. I'm going to test your story. You don't feel anything, so you get to relax. You don't feel anything, then you get to become careless with your iman. I'm going to put some tests along your path so that you know how to surmount some of these mountains, how, how to surmount some of these challenges that may pose certain things to your iman and so that you quickly wake up and you stop sleeping while driving. If the road is too smooth, many drivers will fall asleep. If there are no gallops, if there are no bumps, if there are no impediments and the road is so smooth like that, Many people who have Iman, they will fall asleep with their Iman. And when they fall asleep, Shaitan will take advantage of their sleepy heads and something will go wrong with their Iman. In fact, Allah says, we are going to be testing you. Allah says, I'm going to test you. I'm going to be testing you. With things out of fear and hunger. And reduction in your wealth and in your life and your fruits. But give glad tidings to those who patiently persevere. Hmm. Now you see why we have pain now. Pain and pleasure. They look different, but they are actually one and the same thing. Pain and pleasure. They look like opposites, but they are not opposites because one cannot exist without the other. You cannot have a front without a back. 
If you have a coin, you cannot have a head without a tail. You cannot have pleasure without a pain. You cannot have iman without something trying that iman. If nothing tries our iman, we lose it. If nothing tries our eyes, we go blind because we will not protect it. If nothing tries, our guts will eat anything and then we will eat poison at the same time. If nothing repels some of the things we do, we do things in so much of a careless way that things will begin to be lost. If we cannot feel the nerves in our hands that carry the sensors of pain to our brains, some of us will forget our hands on the stove and the hands will get burnt before we realize it. Why did Allah create the painful part of Iman? And why is it that Imans go up and it goes down? Why is it that Allah tries our Iman? Allah does that so that we don't lose it. And everybody should be grateful to Almighty Allah for the way Allah has created human beings. Allah has created us with fitra. And Allah has created us with the two sides of the coin. Allah says, Imma shakiron wa imma kafura. You are either grateful or you are ungrateful. Allah has made it to be that there are some challenges that will make us to feel what we have so that we don't lose sight of it. Allah has made it to be like that so that we'll be constantly working on our iman so that we don't allow it to, to, you know, to slip off our fingers. And so the trials that we feel, the pains that we feel, the pain is necessary for us to feel the pleasure. The goodness is necessary for us to feel the other side, to understand the evil, we need to have the goodness, to appreciate the goodness, there need to be certain evil. If there's no darkness, we will not appreciate light. And if there's no light, we will not appreciate darkness. In fact, there's no darkness. Darkness is just the absence of light. And so, human beings have been designed with the ability to commit sin. Allah has created us with the ability that is different from those of the angels. The angels cannot even think of what is sinful. Talk less of committing a sin. They don't go against Allah in whatever Allah commands them. They go ahead and do whatever Allah has commanded them. That, those are the angels. But we humans, the amana Allah has given to us is the amana of discretion between good and bad. Is the amana of the ability to do what is wrong. The amana of us being good, but also with the ability to be bad, with the possibility of being bad. So the flow Allah has created for us, Allah has put certain stones on our path, so we know how to meander, and we know how to move, and how to take care of what we have. There's absolutely no human being that doesn't have the ability to be bad if they are good. And if you have iman, you also have the ability to commit sin. And because Allah has put the two together, one puts the other in check. And a believer who has this iman, the taqwa, is there for you to make it to be a check on the other side of your life. Everybody has the ability to be angry. If you don't have the ability to be angry, Allah will not reward you for patience. If you don't have the ability to commit sin, Allah will not reward you for being upright, for being righteous. If you don't have the ability to become to go into kufru, Allah will not give you reward of iman and Islam. 
And so for you to, uh, to appreciate it and for you to be rewarded, that is why Allah created the other side. So let everybody try. And the Prophet said, there's no pain a person ever receives except that Allah, Allah turns it to kafara for that person. There's no tribulation a person will ever suffer that Allah will not compensate a person back for that. Take for instance, a person's tone in life may be that he is blind. That doesn't mean that Allah will not compensate that person for the loss of sight. It may be some other things in our bodies and some other aspects of our lives that may bother on health, may bother on finance, may bother on resource, may bother on companionship, may bother on many things. There are many areas through which Allah brings tests and trials onto the lives of human beings. Whenever it happens like that, we change what we can change and we accept whatever we can accept. So I believe strongly that whatever tribulation a person is going through that cannot be removed, Allah knows best how to recompensate somebody for that. And I pray Allah should compensate all of those going through all of these problems uh, that they have in life. If you can neither remove the shoes nor the stones, just call Uber. <laughs> call Uber and stop trekking. May Allah forgive us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.